A new year is upon us, and with it comes a brand new series. The sixth, in fact, as Matt and I are back to bring you more inspirational stories from our awesome online running community. This series is set to be bigger than ever. 14 weeks of amazing guests. But that's not all, is it, Rob? Absolutely not, my friend. The usual nonsense from us and our band of merry misfits returns, whether people like it or not. <laughs> and most importantly, though, in 2022, we're supporting two amazing causes. We're fundraising for Run For Your Mind, as well as our incredible friend Joe, who's recovering from breast cancer. Check out our website for more info on how you can help us support them. And as always, we are looking to grow our Fartlek family, our amazing community of friends. Uh, we have meetups, races, challenges and so much more planned in 2022. If it sounds good and you'd like to be part of the gang, you can find all the info on our social medias, our website or through our dedicated newsletter. Seek us out. You are very, very welcome. Uh, have I missed anything? Uh, no, mate. I think we're ready to get started. Hit the music! That's my line. Yeah, but you've said it for like two series in a row. It's my turn. No, no, come on, you get it, me. So I think it's down to me. It's only fair. Hit the music! For God's sake, Matt! Just hit the music. Are you alone, groupie? And are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. It's Thursday, and you know what that means, Matt? Oh, what, what does it mean? Uh, it's nearly Friday. <laughs> we, it's Friday then. It's, it's Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Sunday. What? Or oh, what's the other one? It's uh, Friday, Friday. You got to get down on Friday. <laughs> but it's, um, but it's not it's Thursday. So. It's, it's Thursday. Not Thursday. Thursday. Thursday's not as good as Friday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Series 6, Episode 4, four. of the What the Fartlet Podcast. My name's Rob. Chugging along, yes, and I'm Matt. Uh, you, did you forget for a second then, mate? <laughs> and my name is Shit Line. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my trailer. Um, a uh, little bit last minute this week, isn't it, my friend? It is. It's uh, currently five o'clock on Wednesday. It is, it is. I don't think we've ever left it this late. Uh, maybe once no. or twice, but it'll be fine. Um, it's just been a busy old week, isn't it? You're on nights. I'm, I am. My ass is getting kicked a bit in work, but we've had a little bit of time to get together in between runs and work and kids and life, and we've got a packed show, haven't we, mate? We have, yes. The usual stuff. So it's how was your week? Talking about our weeks in running. Uh, chat with Adam Watts, chemo to Ironman. Awesome mm. chat with him. Uh, part runs, chats with Ben and Emma, uh, including the part run cup. Um, we've also got the roll calls, the thank yous, uh, and I think that's about it, isn't it? Oh, you forgot the, the best bit. What about them two morons? <laughs> Jack's a bit forgettable, though, isn't he? Jack is very forgettable, to be fair, but you can't forget Statman John. SMJ and Jack. SMJ and J Incorporated. Mm. Excited to find out where that we really enjoying that segment. Uh, we've, we've, <laughs> we've left them to it, haven't we? We have no input in it at all. I don't listen to it until they send me it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolute nonsense. Um, let's get started, though. Pat show, don't want it running too long. I'm sure people want us to get straight into the, the thick of it. How's your week then, my friend? It's been good, yes. Uh, running to work, uh, cycling home. I've been doing quite a lot of runs this week. Um, 
obviously we're talking about part run later, uh, did the part run up in York, um, just being plodded away and yeah, just enjoying it. Um, I think I've, I've been I've been running to work, sorry, I've been I've been cycling to work and then running home and then running to work and then cycling. I've been kind of using it as a as a you know um, it's not strength and conditioning the um, cross training cross training. Cross training there. <laughs> we got there then. And the fact that we categorise this show on Apple Podcasts as a running podcast yeah. is an absolute scandal to be honest. <laughs> Um, because it is in the loosest sense of the word, it is a running podcast. So yes, you've been doing cross training, Matthew. Yes, uh, that's good all. work. Yeah, how are you feeling about Pendleway in a day? That's coming up next weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not even thinking about the distance now. I'm just going to think about enjoying enjoying time with friends and and, and get, spending a day with with them, trying to bang out a, a long run. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not thinking about distance. I think the uh, the 30 miles I did at at Rasselbock the other week, that uh, stood me in good stead. Um, I haven't done any any longer runs since that. Uh, I've seen JP's been knocking out like 22Ks and 30Ks and what have oh, you. Oh, don't, don't use been... him as your benchmark, <laughs> bloody boy scout. I know. So, uh, yeah, just looking forward to, it, to having a, a, an awesome day out and, uh, and and all the food, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. And then, and then what, what what is it for you? It's straight into marathon training then, isn't it, for you? Yeah, I, I kind of should be marathon training now, but uh, I think mm. the the running to work and and the the Rasselbach and this long run I'll be doing in uh, Pendle is yeah. going to be uh, a, a great test to uh, and a it's, great. It's, it's, um, it'll be a good base, won't it? Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. It'll be a good base, no, no. and I, I guess as long as you're comfortable, then throwing yourself sort of mid February into sort of 12, 14, 16 milers. Yeah, yeah. You're probably not going to be that far behind, are you? I think, might, even, I think, might even stand I think, in good stead. Yeah, I think it will, but I think the the hardest thing is going to have to is starting to run the Blue Hills again. <laughs> That's going to be it. Yeah, yeah. I'm struggling to run uphill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, not being able to like stop at twelve miles and pull a yeah. piece of pizza out your backpack. Ah, very good. Yeah, so I'm looking. Good. I'm looking. I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to marathon training. It's, it's everything seems to be coming coming thick and fast, but we're we're, we're enjoying it. Mm. So yeah. Um, how about you? I've I've seen you, but you started to incorporate some strength and conditioning maybe and some speed work. I was, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with that. I thought for a second that the state that's coming out of your mouth is going to be, how about you? I can see that you actually run this week. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's which, how, how the tables have turned. <laughs> which would have been a fair comment, really. Um, <sighs> no, it's interesting that you say you kind of finished your bit by saying, you know, things are coming thick and fast because I've had the opposite really in that mm. nothing's coming thick and fast. And that is by design. I've not really booked myself onto anything of, of any notoriety, really. I've got a couple of 10Ks coming up in March and May, um, but they're only really there because they've, they've literally ticked over from 2020, their COVID cancellations, you know, smaller races that didn't manage to get rearranged to 2021. So they're only in there kind of by default. Um, and what that's led to is, and I've been pretty open and honest about it, is that I've been in, maybe maybe it's a lull, maybe it's a funk, maybe it's other things, but there's just not really been a lot of focus on running. And um, I've been getting a bit down about it and thinking, oh God, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I'm falling out of love with it. But I think just sometimes it's okay to, to kind of just step back and just do what you do you want to do or don't do what you want. I think I put it on Instagram this week. It's your journey. And there's only you that can take it. So don't worry about what anyone else is doing. And and I think, yeah, that that, that was kind of a, a bit of a, a bit of a light bulb moment for me. And I stopped kind of 
sulking about the fact that I wasn't because I've only done I think I've done about 30 miles in January which you know you'd say you'd think is really low compared to before but does it matter in the grand scheme of things probably not so no I I did some strength and conditioning on Monday that was good fun I did some uh, I did some speed was work it, was it good fun Oh, no, it was fine. I don't mind the actual workout. It's the morning after when the doms yeah. kick in. You know, those doms of you've not done this in three months, you inconsistent little fucker. Um, yeah. And your muscles are just screaming at you like either do it more often or don't do it at all because this isn't working out for anybody. Um, I had that, but um, yeah. the actual workout was okay. And then the speed session. I'm going for a run with Paul Locke. Mm. I'm literally in my gear. Um, we're recording around my, my run with Paul this evening. That'll be nice. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just kind of seeing how it goes. Look, look enjoyed uh, park running, even though I didn't run it on Saturday. Uh, mm. did a little run around York afterwards because I was on kids' duty. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then looking forward to park run again this weekend. We're going to Rother Valley. I'm, I'm going to do my park run cup attempt. I'm not expecting anything, but... It'll be good with Alistair and a couple oh, of other nice. friends going. Yeah, it, it, yeah, honestly, mate, it's it's fine. It, I, I think the only thing I wanted to really get, make sure I've I said today and not to labour a point is just I, I've come to a real kind of realisation this week that it's just it's fine. It's fine if you run 100 miles. It's fine if you run five. It's fine if you run none. Just mm. just take the pressure off. Do what makes you happy. Enjoy the journey. Um, and don't be too hard on yourself. And you know what? I've kind of adopted that mentality and I've had a really good week with probably the most consistent running I've done since November. So mm. it's been quite nice. Nice one. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, it's been a good week and, and, and long may it continue. Uh, we've got loads to get to today, Matt. Uh, first mm-hmm. and foremost, though, I think we need to give our good friend Ben a call because we've got some parkrun chatter to get on to, not just finding out about the parkrun cup, but also finding out about his parkrun tourism exploits, which will be even more exciting because as we've alluded to, we were there, weren't we? We were, yes, over in, up, up in York. Good day out and uh, a great, great, uh, great time with friends. Yes, loved it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Let's get over and talk a bit more about it, Ben. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's. Right, go on then, Matt. You can lead this segment for once. All right then, fair enough. I thought I'll lead on this segment, mate, uh, and I'll give it the intro that it thoroughly deserves. Park oh, no. run, Matt. Park Matt. run, Matt. What? Matt. Matt. I'm leaving that first bit in of me saying, Matt, you're leading this segment. Are you going, uh, and waiting for like a second before you start? But continue. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> continue. <laughs> what a prick. Park run, park run <laughs> with Sheffield Strider and Emma. I wonder where they've he and she's hell. been to this. Emma's week. Emma's not here this week. No, no. Matt, you're not doing very well at this, are I'm, you? I'm really bold. No wonder I stay off this fucking segment. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. We've def- we've definitely hit our quota of swear words already this week before we get that yeah. little E next to the episode. Uh Ben, are you there? I'm here, I'm here. Hello, lads. How are we doing? Sound, yeah. Good. Go yeah. Go Just got just got back from a nice, uh, big, long, medium midweek session with our Moti. Lovely. Um, he's back. Got, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's back. Yeah, we'll, we'll say he's back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, full endorphins because it was quite a big session, actually, and it went really well. So, yeah, good. feeling good after that. Excellent. How about you? Yes, all good. I've just got home for a run with good old Paul Locke. You ran with him this week as well, didn't you, sir? On Monday, I we did. just uh, we just shaved a minute off his route PB. 
for the hilly, hilly course 5K that we do. So he did it in under 31 minutes and he's absolutely buzzing. So well done, Paul. Well done, Paul. On, on Monday, we did the same route that we'd done a few weeks before. And whereas before we had to stop a couple of times and walk, this time he ran the lot. No yeah. stopping, so... He's doing amazing. He's he's doing amazing. That that sub twenty eight, I think, part run that he's after is uh, just round the corner. I think, although he won't listen Absolutely. to this, he's, well, he's well behind on episodes, so he won't listen to this till probably like mid March, and then he'll be he'll be doing sub twenty five by then. Paul Lock is what I'm expecting. Um, Matt, I said you were going to lead this segment, and you've not said anything. Are you going to get involved? I'm just wondering where Emma is. Is she is she, is she running scared or she, I don't know. Ah, oh, Daddy's fighting it, words. fighting words. For anyone who might not know Matthew Taylor, why 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 are you why have you puffed your chest out, Johnny Big Bollocks? Well, we, we, we've raced, didn't we, at Partner Cup? But I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Let's talk about it now. <laughs> Tell me now. Come on, come fair, on. fair. Let's talk about it now, shall we? So we, we all ventured up to York uh, to go and do the, the, probably one of the flattest park runs ever. Uh, lap and a half of York race course. Um, not, not strictly true, is it? We didn't all no. run York park run, did we? Because no, what, you, no. What, what, what did I do while you were having a lovely time on a nice flat park run on a beautiful morning at York race course? We were screaming at children. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I was screaming at mine and your children because they couldn't understand why I couldn't magically pull a bench out of my ass for them to sit on because they were tired of standing up for 20 minutes. It was hell. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we all ventured to York to, to compete in this part run cup uh, and I was up against Emma. Uh, ben, I think you you were pacing Emma, weren't you? I did, yeah. I was pacing. Yeah. yeah, so... And I don't know what to say. I, I think I won. Just say it. Come on. I sandbagged you, didn't I? That's You're a complete saying. sandbagger. <laughs> Absolute sandbagger. <laughs> I'm not a sandbagger. Yeah, oh, mate, you gave such an unrealistic time. You knew <laughs> you could run faster than that. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I were six, what, seven, eight seconds under my. Don't, don't say PB. You were going to say PB then, you little shit. It's you like two minutes off your PB. It's not. No, it's not. I have nowhere near my PB. You, oh. If you Stand want back. me to give it up, I'll give it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Emma, Emma's accepted defeat and, uh, and we'll move on and let's see how you get on in the next round. Yeah. Well done, <laughs> Sam. Well done Sandbag Taylor. Oh, I'm not having so this. anyway, so yeah, it was a good day, wasn't it? Brilliant. Um, we yeah. turned up, nice frosty morning, well, sun was rising. I mean, as we were as we were jogging around to the start, uh, I got a video clip. I think I put it in the group, and it doesn't do it full justice. It was glorious. The sun was big, bright, and there was mist coming off the off the ground as the frost was starting to melt. And yeah, it was lovely, nice and busy. Uh, I haven't checked how many people were actually there, but uh, it's a fast one. Yeah, well, 500. Yeah. Was there? Yeah. Wow. Um, it didn't feel like it, though, did it? Nice wide path around the race course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some fast people go there. There was, I think, winner was 16 minutes something. Oh. Um, one of my friends finished, one of mine and Emma's friends finished second in like 1630-ish. Um, which would win 90% of the other park runs around the country. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was brilliant. It was great. I mean, Emma, bless her, she put a real effort in and 
she'd been saying all week, I'm nowhere near, I'm nowhere near. So for her to only finish seven <laughs> seconds off a PB was incredible. Um, she worked really hard, so, but she was outdone by a sandbagger, so that's just the way it's <laughs> First of all, yeah, she, she, she did do incredible, but secondly, on, on my part, I have, I did have COVID and I was struggling to run 8.30s about, about two or three weeks ago, so right. I've come, miraculously pulled out sub seven minute miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not helping. <laughs> You're not helping yourself, Matt. You'd have been better losing. I, think. <laughs> I know. I thought I was just didn't. Uh, uh, no, but, it was it was it was great, and not just and not just um, uh, Emma and, and Matt, of course, who did really well. But uh, Sammy did her first run back in a long time, she did, uh, and she did really really well. Donna, uh, another PB from her, amazing. McPaul ran a very very good time. It was just a lovely morning, but more importantly, lads, it was. Right, good fun just hanging out with you lot. And York's such a nice city to hang out in. It was it was so easy. I think we planned, hadn't we, to maybe just... And this is the best thing. If you are thinking of making a day out, if you're anywhere near, near North Yorkshire and doing a park run, York has got to be one of the best ones to do, hasn't it? Because the, the course is amazing. It's it's really scenic. It's it's, it's almost... It, it's, a, it's a national like place of interest isn't it york race course so you know you're running somewhere quite famous and then you're literally a mile walk into york city center and we only went intending to stay for breakfast but we didn't leave till four o'clock in the afternoon did we oh it was beautiful what what a city it's uh, the history there the architecture in some of the buildings they've left a lot of the remains of the old castle and that around and the walls and the minster itself that's stunning um but yeah i mean like you say it was it, it you ran off. You went and got your running from the race course into town, met us in town. Me, Sammy, Emma, Paul, we walked in with the kids. And, uh, yeah, it was only a mile up the roads. And it was it was great. We had a great time, didn't we? We found a nice cafe. I was going to say, big shout out to the cafe. What was it called again? Well Drake's. Well Drake's. We had a bit Drake's. of a mission, bit of a mission finding it. It's past the, the Minster. It's on the way out of the city. Um, but it was beautiful, wasn't it? Oh. Couldn't have been more accommodating. They didn't have a lot of vegan stuff on the menu, but they accommodated me. They made me and Sammy feel dead welcome. Uh, lovely breakfast, beautiful cake. The coffee was in honestly, guys, Well Drake's is the place to go. Go and do York Park Run, have a coffee at Well Drake's, and then we went for a pint at the House of the Trembling Madness. It couldn't have been a better day, could it? Great day, great day. I mean, even even the kids came to the pub with us and they were drinking alcohol as well, weren't they, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> weren't they, Matt? I don't think you can tell this story on her. All <laughs> oh, right, OK. <laughs> Might have been Private a little joke. mistake with, with, with a Coke and a vodka and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it at that. Don't say anything else, Matt. <laughs> no. It, it, it was definitely it, it was definitely drinking coke anyway let's put it that way yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was coke in it in some capacity right anyway park, York Park Run brilliant don't let Matt around your kids in a pub so um, <laughs> moving, moving swiftly on um, that was our experience at York definitely definitely recommend it um, but most importantly it was Park Run Cup penultimate weekend Ben we're moving into the last week what's 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 the happy haps in the round one of the Park Run Cup well, it's uh, it's been very competitive so far. There's there's been PBs getting smashed left, right, and centre. Um, some people taking off big chunks, like Matty, um, and then some people getting dead close to uh, to PBs. 
Um, one thing I have found is 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 there's two very popular courses for PB so far from yeah. people. We've got Bogner. That's yeah. seen four people get PB so far. And then Pims, that's got three people with PB. So if you're anywhere near those, those two park runs, they're faster. They seem like, seem like the place to be. Mm. Um, I think the the biggest shout out that I'm going to give. I mean, everyone does incredible. Everyone puts a good effort in, but Andy Bradley this week. I oh mean, yeah, that, that that guy is. He was so. He's been so focused on this competition. He's done incredibly well. He's he's been so focused on getting that sub twenty last week. He had that nightmare of turning up to one park run, having to dash to another, getting a course PB, uh, but obviously running starting late. But this week he's turned up. He's he absolutely smashed it. Nineteen thirty-seven. He ran. He didn't not, not, just not, break not even close. twenty not minutes. Even, yeah, it's not. It's not even close to twenty. That is comfortably. No, under. that's an it, amazing, amazing achievement. Oh. What a guy! What a what a time! And uh, he's if if anyone deserved it, it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, after everything he's been through, and to look at where he is now, I mean that is that's inspiring in itself. So a massive shout out to Andy Bradley. Um, dead chuff for him. But yeah, no, we've we've had people knocking out PBs. Neil Marshall, he went and got one this week. Put the pressure on our Jackie Penfold. Coming into the last week, uh, oh, Jack's Dean, Jack's Jack's folding like origami under the pressure. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's he's two minutes twelve seconds behind his PB. Is his he's, he's, he's texting me daily with excuses for why it's not fair that he can't get his PB. Yeah, well, that's just it. That's just the nature of the beast. If you don't put the work in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. come on, Jack, try harder. Yeah, he definitely puts the work in, but yeah, I must admit, I kind of threw him under the bus, but it's Jack, I'm allowed, so. Yeah, 100%. He's he's, he's an awful human being, he deserves it. Yeah, definitely, yeah, he can get stuffed. Uh, Another massive shout-out as well to, I I wasn't quite sure he'd be able to manage a part run, because 5k is quite a long way for him, but Dean Wicks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not done that much running recently, has he, Dean? Uh, No, he's definitely slacking. Um, but massive shout out to him as well. He's, he's he sent in a PB of twenty two fourteen, and he's had he's had a crack at it, and he's gone and absolutely destroyed it. He wanted just under twenty two, somewhere close to twenty one. He was hopeful for, but he's uh, he's taken himself off to Harwich this week, and he's got himself a twenty fifty eight, which is huge, absolutely huge. So he was dead chuffed with that, and rightly so, rightly so. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's been some incredible PB. Some people absolutely smashing it, and we have had a few people that haven't put an effort in yet. I've noticed there's a, there's a few people that haven't been to Park Run yet. Saving uh, up me- for the last week, I reckon. <clears throat> I guess so. I guess so. Hiding. Um, I've I've also got the virtual people. Um, now what I, what I will do is I'll scroll through people's Stravas, but if the virtual people could maybe tag me in their efforts for the for the competition for the first round so I can check it and, and log their time. If you've done it already, please tag me in it. So that's uh, Gingerbeard, Cy Runs, um, Lisa, Dwerry House. Um, now, the thing, the thing with Lisa, there was also Sean Baxter as well. They're Welsh and obviously Wales cancel park runs, but now they're back on. And on that subject, Sean Baxter, he went to Conway Park Run 
at the weekend yeah. and he he got himself an incredible pb as well he's uh he Not went sure. let me let me try and find him on my on my list um i believe it was around 11 seconds under uh, yes, it was. Yeah, previous PB 1935. He went to Conway and he got a 1924. So Sean's not virtual anymore. Technically, Lisa, I guess Lisa can probably squeeze a park run in now, but she can still do it virtually. That was the agreement at the start. But Simon Hayes and Mark Crawford, if you could tag me in your submission, your submitted effort for the month, or when you do it this week before Saturday lunchtime, tag me in it just so I can check it. That'll save me a bit of scrolling. Um, but scrolling, yeah. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Sorry. What? Segment. Um, segment. All right. Okay. Yeah, we'll accept it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been great to see this first round, see everybody turning up and some people have been getting faster and faster every week. And um, yeah, long may it continue into the further rounds. Um, yeah. When are you doing your effort, Rob? This weekend? Uh, I'm, yep, yeah, I'm heading out this weekend. Very excited. Uh, Rother Valley, we're having a bit of a meet-up. A bit you of a, are. I was going to say a bit of a gangbang then. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not the case. But yes, Rother Valley Park Run is the uh, is the destination. I know there's a good few people. Alistair's coming as well. My opponent for the round, we've uh, we've arranged to meet up along with some other guys. I think Paul Griffiths is going to be there. Matt might show up. We don't know. Um, but it's going to be great. We're going to go for coffee afterwards. And I'm not expecting to get anywhere near my PB. I'm just hoping he's slightly worse than me. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> he's he's not put an effort in yet, so he's definitely saved himself for the last week. Yeah, yeah. Alistair. So, uh, that's a good or a terrifying thing, to be honest. No, well, you'll find out on Saturday. You're, uh, you <laughs> sure <hate>. will. <laughs> PBs are 11 seconds different. He's 11 seconds ahead of you. So as long as you tag onto his coattails and just stick with him, Let's keep, do it, it. keep him within Ooh, this 10 This is going to be interesting. Very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. There you go. So just just stay right behind him. That's all you got to do, Robert. Lovely. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. So, um, well, I'm going to try to anyway. So uh, excited for that, guys. Uh, ben, uh, before we finish up, facing into the last week of round one mm-hmm. uh, i believe you've got an announcement to make i do i do right announcement is now obviously there's 54 people entered which means 27 are definitely going through however to try and make the numbers of the competition for round two a little bit better more like a, a forget a competition let's go for world cup yeah. something like that, so that we can get down to a nice even number at the finish. What I'm going to do, and this is for anybody that's put an effort in and done, and hasn't got near their PB or doesn't feel like they're near their PB or whatever, I am going to allow the five fastest losers, so they are the people that have either broken their PB by the most or got closest to their PB, the five people that are at the top of the chart um, for the ones that are currently going out, they will go through to round two. And we will even the numbers back up to 32 so that we can go forward with around a 16, 8, 4, and then two in the final. Excellent. So, I love it. So well, almost like second chance. Second chance. Second chance. Absolutely. So if you've got that, there you go. There's, there's some people that are so close to their PBs. I was putting all the stats in the table last night, working out how far off people are or how much they've broken it by. And it's very, very tight. I'm not giving anything away as to who's going through at the minute, but uh, 
let's see how we go on this Saturday. Everybody, I need if if I've got you on the five k app, which is all of you, um, I'll know your results. But virtual people, I need your results by twelve o'clock on Saturday, please. Or as close yeah. to as possible, of course. If, if, if there's a delay in getting the results out from the partner, that's nobody's fault. Um, so that's exciting. And then, of course, the other exciting announcement is on the back of the absolute roaring success that was the mm. first round draw Instagram Live. Uh, maybe we'll we'll get a, 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 an Instagram Live together to announce the results and draw the second round. What do you reckon? Absolutely. We, uh, we're we thinking Sunday night. That gives us Saturday to... Um, Compile all the results and uh, work through, put the 27 people through, and then uh, we will announce on Sunday night who the five fastest losers are that have gone through. Absolutely love it. And then obviously who's going to be drawn in in round two. Lovely stuff. That's it. Right then, Ben. Thank you very much for your company as always. Uh, Loved it, loved it, loved it. Loved the competition so far. Thank you to you and Emma for all your hard work. Um, Commiserations uh, to Emma. She's the real winner. In, in, in the hearts of, of, of everyone is. in the Fartlek family. Uh, she should know that nobody <sighs> nobody wanted Matt to win and he cheated. No. Um, no. So, <laughs> with that being said, chappies, should we get over to the mm. main event of this show and go and have a chat to... I'm, I'm really excited for this one. This is this has legitimately blown up our social media since we announced this guest last week. Um, mm. I, I've, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I've enjoyed following his journey, but I just didn't know how much love there was out there in the world for Mr. Adam Watts. Um, it's, 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 been, it's been amazing. See, hasn't it? The amount of people that are so excited to listen to his story has been amazing. I'm as excited as they are. I'll be getting this on first thing Thursday morning. Wonderful stuff. Well, with that being said, my friends, no further ado, should we go and find out how Mr. Adam Watts went from chemo to Iron Man? Let's go. Right then, you lot. Today, I am talking to a guy who's been around running since he was a kid for over two decades, really. But fast forward to 2022. He's a veteran of some 31 marathons with more big goals in plan. His journey is also laced with with adversity, strength, resilience, a story that we can all learn and draw some power from ourselves. And today we're going to find out how Mr. Adam Watts, as his IG handle states, went from chemo to Ironman. Adam, how are we doing today? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, yeah, just that first week back at work after Christmas is always a tough one to get through. But yeah, we're nearly at the end of it and at the weekend. Absolutely. I feel like it's been Thursday for about three weeks. <laughs> yeah, these short weeks are definitely like nine days in a week, aren't they? That's what they feel <laughs> like. Yeah, absolutely. Have you managed to get out much running or has work kind of took over? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess yes and no. So um, I kind of pulled my back on Christmas Eve um just getting off my bike uh, that I did and I just basically haven't been able to move properly but did my first run last night on my treadmill and managed to get through, through sort of like 45 50 minutes or so unscathed so um yeah back on it and then I'll be going out again this evening brilliant brilliant stuff and uh, hopefully if the snow and the cold holds off um yes it's one, n- not just stuck on the treadmill uh, <laughs> yeah definitely. um okay cool so I've, I've got loads to to, to go over I, i'm really looking forward to talking to you find out a bit more about you um your journey everything that's happened to you uh the running uh the 31 marathons amazing stuff but we'll start in the same place we start all these conversations i just want to know as i'm sure people listening do how did you first get into running man 
Yeah, um, a bit of a weird one, I suppose. If you if you ask my dad the question, he'll probably still be really angry about it. Um, so basically, when I was playing football, I wanted to get better. I wanted to get fitter. Um, and I'd moved from sort of like a, a sort of defensive position into a centre midfield. And I, I needed to get more miles in my tank, basically, even at that sort of young age. So um, I had the plan that, it, you know, I had no running trainers really at the time. And yeah, I had football boots. So my parents had quite a big garden when I lived at home. And Basically, I just went out one evening um, in the sort of autumn rain, went out and did laps around my parents' garden. Um, and it's probably about, I think it was about 70 metres by 40, um, their garden. And I was just running around in loops and thought, I'll go out for 10 minutes and just see how I get on. And, you know, it's a good start. And then I can get some trainers whenever I, uh, you know, save up enough money. Um, turns out that I basically run for nearly two hours. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, you know, really enjoyed it. Was at home. My parents were out that evening. Um, and it wasn't until the next morning that my dad woke me up at about six in the morning and was like, what have you done to my garden? I was, uh, I was, ab- I was about yeah, to say, but I can't imagine the garden did too um, well of it. Yeah. You know, and I was using the old, uh, you know, aluminium studs in the boots yeah, at the yeah. time. So it wasn't even, you know, moulds on the garden. It was it was brutal. Um, and his garden was his pride and joy, as, you know, a lot of people's are. Um, yeah. And basically trashed a, a kind of an oval slash square running track around the garden um and he had a big event um you know my dad does a lot of sort of social things and he had a big event at the weekend and was like you've ruined my weekend um but yeah basically dragged me down the stairs and that's how I kind of got into running um and it progressed from there he took me out that day and was like right you can clean the car you can do all this you can cut the grass you can sort the garden and I'll buy you some running trainers um and that's how it really started um and then here we are what was that 2001 I think it was um and we're here now sort of 21 years or so later yeah brilliant and I guess I mean, you've sent me a few little bits over uh, uh, before we started talking. So I know that you didn't quite get into sort of racing until a little bit later in life, 2010, I think that was. So it, but in that first kind of like decade, what part did running play in your life? Was it merely just a means to facilitate the fitness from a footy perspective? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was one of those. And, um, you know, I always had sort of, I guess, weight troubles as a kid. You know, I'd go up and down, you know, in the off season, I'd do nothing, put weight on and then go back to preseason training four or five weeks later. And it was always a struggle. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. I want to be really fit. Um, you know, I wanted to be the best player in the team, I wanted to be the best player in the league and, and try and work my way up and, and progress even further. Um, and at the time I was coming out of a scholarship. So I was still kind of on the you know, do I kind of come out of football completely and just play with your mates or do you try and get like a, a contract somewhere else and play maybe non-league or even higher up? So um, it was one of those that I just really wanted to, like I said, do myself, uh, I guess, justice, um, improve my my kind of footballing, um, but also stay fit and, and take up something new as well that was going to challenge me. Um, and, and yeah, for those 10 years, I didn't actually run any events. So I thought, you know, why, why would you pay for an event when you can actually go out and yeah. run on the street and do yep. you know, go to the gym, for example? Um, and I was doing a lot of kind of boxing and, and different training and, and kind of cross training, I guess, in the summer and the off season that, um, you know, when I was going out boxing, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm getting, you know, getting really fit. The running progressed with that. Um, and I used to go out, you know, and this is weird. I used to go out running in boxing sweatsuits and, you know, 30 degree summer, I'd put a beanie hat on as well. Um, over the top of it. And, you know, I'd come back and you'd almost have like a gallon of waterfall out of you. Um, completely dangerous don't recommend it at all and you know there was times where it made me quite ill um, and I didn't see it at the time as a um, I guess a bad thing that I was doing I thought it was something that you know if I can go back and push myself and my body's gone through that what by the time I'm playing football again I'll be fine um, so yeah that was that was just it really um, you know just run around the streets do it all on my own would refuse to run with anyone else um, and then it wasn't until 2010 until I did my first ever event which I kind of fell into so what happened in 2010 then i mean is it the age-old story where footy kind of fell by the wayside as you got a bit older and running replaced it or was it a different journey that got you to the start line of that first race in 2010 
Yeah, it was different, um, actually. So my brother-in-law had signed up to, um, and my sister and my brother-in-law lived in Brighton at the time um, back then, and he'd signed up to the, the Brighton Marathon. Um, and it was the first ever one in 2010. And, you know, there was a big deal about, you know, being the, the, the inaugural event. And, you know, I think they gave discount sort of spots to, to local residents. He'd signed up and, and funny enough, he actually put his back out about, I think, five weeks before the event. And I was like, oh, I'll take it off you if you can transfer the place. And he couldn't. So um, I just ended up doing it in his name at the time and thought, mm. you know, it's not that far. It's you know, 26 miles. I drive that in a car. It takes, you know, however long. It's, it's not far at all. Um, and that's how I kind of fell into it. And I didn't really do any extra training. I did probably a little bit more running and, and maybe more long distance in the time. But I think I only ever run up to um, probably about 10, 11 miles, I think, at the time. Um, and then the week leading up to the event actually was because it's obviously in April and you get to the end of the football season around then. Um, you know, I think I played on the Saturday, Tuesday, had a cup semi-final Thursday night that went to extra time. Then I only played one half on the Saturday and then did the marathon on the Sunday. Um, wow. Completely. I mean, by then I was I was probably the fittest I've ever been. But, you know, it, it was completely ridiculous and ludicrous to, to think you could get away with doing that. And it's like, oh, yeah, 26 miles. But um, yeah, surprised I, I managed to get through it alive, to be honest. And and did that natural kind of, I guess, cross sport fitness, did that carry you through, through fairly comfortably or did you hit the struggle bus? Yeah, I, I would say I probably didn't. St- I, uh, the first half marathon was, I would say, for me at the time with what I was doing, I was probably running between seven and nine miles, probably you know, six, seven times a day, if you include the football as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing laps of the pitch, it's, you know, you're always running about at least running 10K during a game. So I think I got through the first half OK, um, started feeling a bit tired in that that sort of middle third. And it wasn't until about 20, 21 miles where I was like, OK, I'm really struggling now. Um, got a power on. I did I think take a couple of walking breaks, a couple of stretch breaks, um, but then just powered through. And I think um, I came home in, I think it was like 4.03. Uh, wow. which was you know incredible and I, I kind of gauged oh it would you know take me about five hours or so yeah. Um, and yeah it, it's difficult because back then you don't have the GPS watches it was literally just a stopwatch uh, you know a mm-hmm. polar stopwatch with your heart rate strap um, and that's all it's given you you know you have the markers on the course but you don't know how you're tracking really against it. Yeah absolutely and uh, and how was the experience then obviously apart from the the struggle for the last six miles or so but I think that's fair mm-hmm. to say if anyone in a first marathon everyone hits that wall at 20 yeah. don't they? Um, how was the experience? Because you've gone from running quite a lot for quite a long time, but doing it solo and on your own around the streets, probably at night with no one watching, to all of a sudden having a big crowd in beautiful Brighton. Yeah. What, what, how, how did that go? Yeah, I guess crowds didn't bother me. I, you know, that was something I'd had from football and, you know, people, yeah. a lot of people watching at times. But I think the big thing that really got to me was that, you know, reading all the terms and conditions and the safety advice, it was like, you know, headphones are prohibited, no headphones at all. So I'm like, I've never, ever run without headphones. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. That was my biggest worry and concern, more than the mileage and more than like never running a marathon before, let alone even a half marathon, for example. But, um, you know, I was I was really panicking about it and it was getting to me. And I thought maybe I'll just drop out because I can't run without music. Um, but I did. I turned up. I did it. And, and then saw loads of people with headphones. and was like, hang on a minute. You don't follow the rules. You're not. <laughs> and I'm one of these people that I like if someone says you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And uh, yeah, I, I got through it. There's a lot going on. And I think it still to date is probably my favourite ever marathon, because if you read the the local paper in Brighton, which is the Argus, I think they reported the next day that they they estimated there was between 280 to 300,000 people lying in the streets. Um, there wasn't a single gap anywhere on the course that didn't have spectators or people cheering. And um, yeah, it was quite, uh, you know, when you think, I mean, it's kind of giving me goosebumps now thinking back on some of the memories that uh, they have from there. So, yeah, it was good. 
yeah, a good crowd will carry you through that last yeah. six miles, won't it? So how, yeah. how does your running journey progress then? I assume that now you have firmly got the bug to move from running for training purposes to, yeah, I, I, I think I want to start racing. Yeah, definitely. I think um, back then when I was running as well, it was always that people were like, why don't you do something less than a marathon? Because it's, you know, a lot of training, dedication. I was like, well, why would I pay? Yeah, and at the time you're paying like 40, 50 pounds for mm. a 10K or a 5K. I'm like, but a marathon's only like 26, 28 pounds. So that's why I kept doing marathons and kind of did my journey backwards from marathon to 5K um, because it was cheaper. And I was like, it might sound tight. Maybe it was. Uh, but that was just my my logic. I'm like, well, I can go and run a 5K every single day if I want around the streets or I can go and do a 10K. Um, I don't see the logic in doing that event at the time. But um, yeah, it's progressed from there. So I signed up for a lot more marathons like they gave you a discount for the, the Brighton Marathon the following year, um, which I took up on on the day. So signed up to that. And then it just kind of snowballed, really. You see all these events thinking, yeah, I really like this. I like getting these medals or I like, you know, the buzz of it or the challenge of it and, and wanting to kind of get better and quicker every time. Was there a point then where running kind of took over as the main sport as the main hobby because because as, as you alluded to before in 2010 you're still playing footy three times a week so did they just continue in tandem with each other or did you see that one slowly started outweighing the other from a, an interest and a, and a, I guess what takes up most of your time perspective yeah a, a little bit so I I kind of came out of um I guess full-time football around late 2010 um, and then went into playing sort of non-league and part-time. Um, so yeah, it did. My my focus did shift. I'm like, well, I go running every day, and now I'm only you know playing football half the time, and I'm not traveling all around the country. I'm I'm you know traveling around a certain area, maybe the southeast. So it wasn't as bad then. And I think it did become. Um, and I'll be quite open. I probably never actually talked about it before, but it, it did become a bit of an obsession at times. Um, mm-hmm. Where I was like, if I didn't get my running, I'd be really you know you know really knocked off um yeah. or, or really kind of grumpy about it i'm like no, i've got to go and do my run even if it got to 11 o'clock at night i'd be like well i haven't done my six seven miles today so i'd still go out um and it got to a point where i actually had um i guess in the early stages of running i i bought a cross trainer for my bedroom um and i used to do like an hour hour and a half on the cross trainer and i managed to master the art of playing fifa on the playstation at the same time <laughs> cross training so it, the time flew and it was never a chore but I'd yep. do that. I'd have a quick drink, maybe, you know, a, a slice of toast, give it half an hour and then I'd go out and do my miles. So, you know, I was doing a hell of a lot every single day, which yeah, is, is definitely not good. Um, and, and yeah, it, it did take over. And, and obviously, as the football kind of decreased and stuff, that um, running still became. Did you ever get to a point then with, you know, we talk a lot about the the, the concern and the risk of overtraining. Did mm-hmm. Did your body ever start telling you you're doing too much or was that residual fitness from the standard of football you were playing and, and, and how sporty and active you'd been throughout your adolescence. Did that kind of get you through what might have probably impacted somebody else more? Yeah, definitely the latter. I think, um, you know, the, the football got me through and I don't think it's until probably 2018 that I really started to then feel, you know, if I was pushing my body, I'd start to feel it and then had to be sensible. Yeah. It took a, a couple of lessons to really learn and say, OK, I do actually need to listen to my body more. I'm not 21 anymore. Um, and that was the thing. I, You know, I played football from the age of four or five years old all the way up through, you know, as a high stand and doing it every day. But I never actually had a muscle injury through my whole of my football in time. Um, yeah, I broke my legs many times, noses, arms, but never, ever once had a muscle injury. Um, and I think I've only ever had one uh, to date, which was, was from running. And that was basically I'd slipped out in the wet and, and pulled my groin. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was just purely fitness that got me through um, until probably like three or four years ago and age as well. 
So, uh, yeah, yeah, age, age is always the great equaliser, isn't it? Uh, it catches up with us all. Um, talk to me about how the journey progresses then, because you've got a long, long time period from, from 2010 starting running to now. Um, and a lot of things happened along that journey. So how, how as running starts to take over as the football career not winds down, but you move into that semi-professional, that, 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 that you know, the, the, the lower level space. What, what happens? How does it progress? What do you do? Any memories that stand out from that? Yeah, I think probably the biggest one was, um, I guess, Christmas 2010. Um, so my, my family's got a history of like diabetes. So we, we regularly get tested um, every so often or, or, you know, on the dot um, as requested. But I'd had some tests sort of Christmas 2010 for diabetes and they, they'd kind of come back as abnormal. I was on holiday at the time um, w- with my partner at the time and we come back and they they'd kind of called and said, you know, that your tests haven't come back right or there's, you know, some um some sort of concerns of what we're seeing in the bloods so can you come back in and basically instead of having that again i was put through like a full body scan um and it actually detected um an area or kind of lump in the leg which is quite a rare um sort of cancer called osteosarcoma um Mm -hmm. and it's more generally what you'd find in kids um but it was it was something i had just below my knee um and then a lower part to lower part of the shin um, and it was in a leg which I'd actually broken twice and quite recently just got over a, a quite severe leg break. So just I thought, oh, you know, it's something from the leg break. Um, but then when they broke the news to that, that obviously halts things. And um, it was around about sort of 19 to 20 months that I went through a sort of battle for that, which I think at the time I'd only done sort of two marathons then. And, um, you know, it was a concern. It was like, you know, you might not be able to kind of be physical like you were before. You'd have to give up sport and physical activity and you might only be able to do something like swimming and walking. Um, so that kind of. I guess really spearheaded the the sort of determination going forward as to how do I kind of approach running and, and fitness in general, um, you know, once I beat this thing and, and kind of kick its ass really. Yeah. And um, uh, how old were you when you were diagnosed then? Um, so what was that? That was oh, I was about 27. Yeah, about 27. Right, okay, 27. Still no age though, is it to find no. out? How? I mean, obviously we'll we'll talk about the, the the running journey and the amazing things you've done since and the recovery you've made. But just talk me through as somebody who was so active um, and was so passionate about sports of all kinds, and then suddenly being facing into the battle that you were facing into and like you said the prospective outcome being that your body even if you do beat even when you do beat this your body's not gonna be able to do what it did before where does that put your headspace yeah I think um it's, it's a good question I think um I've always been one of these people that is like I won't take no for an answer and okay. you know I won't I, yeah and my, my parents probably tell you the same or my sisters that I don't listen to what people tell me generally you know I'll do what I want to do uh, and it sounds like you know it sounds so immature mm-hmm. but at the times you know there are things where I'm like well actually no I don't I don't agree with what you're saying so I'm going to go and prove you wrong that's where you know I immediately flick that switch so when I um when I had the the kind of I guess the diagnosis and the, the the kind of formal meeting with the doctors that was when they said that I said okay so my first analogy was where do we go from here what what do we do to beat this um and I used to always use and going back to football I used to use a, a football analogy so you know I even turned around to the doctor at one point and was like okay so it's almost the equivalent of us being three 0 down at half time we've got to pull this back and, and turn it around if we can nick it in you know extra time then we're we're done we're done here with all this therapy um so that's how I kind of used to process stuff because that was my life back then um and that that's what it was it was just like a you know really driving me on and and yes there's always a worry in the back of your mind you know what if I can't do this and I guess worst case scenario is if it doesn't you know have the the, the desired outcome you could you know have your leg amputated that was one of the the potential outcomes um but again a drastic one but it could still be a case so you have to think about this um but it was also about having that mental space to go through everything 
really dive in, you know, grit your teeth and get through whatever it threw at you, but also try and stay active. They recommend you stay active if you can, um, but trying to stay active, doing little things here and there. There were days where I was completely wiped out from the drugs um, and I could barely move for two or three days and that was OK. But then maybe, you know, I might be able to go out and do it 15 minutes, not in my dad's garden, but I'd go out, you know, along the road. Um, and, and yeah, I guess that's what, what kind of pulled me through is always the hope of, you know, in a few months I might be out of this and I can get back to doing what I really, really like. And I imagine, not trying to go off on too much of a tangent, but given close to two years of of treatment that you, you that you had to go through and the 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 things that you had to face into, running is a great sport to come back to because mm. we spend so much of our own time fighting the mental battle when it comes to running as we do the physical battle. You know, those longer distances, those harder runs, can we do it? And surely, having been through what you've been through, that would have given you a completely different outlook on. If you're feeling a little bit bad at 20 miles, I'm just pushing on and kicking through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing that it did to me, and and, and I always kind of recognise this, is that um, it was life changing in a good way. So I'm always a believer in like things happen for a reason. And I always believe that back then when I was in, into my football and doing that, I was you know quite selfish because I wanted to get to a level where I did. So, you know, it, it was things like cutting off friends, you know, never going out on a Friday or Saturday to the pub, never drinking. Uh, I mean, didn't really have an alcoholic drink. So I was like 31 when I stopped playing. So that was the sort of commitment that I had and, and was really dedicated towards. And people never saw that. But, you know, it was my kind of dream and my passion to do that. And I think that's what what stood me in good stead for for that mental game that you have to go through. Um, and yeah, it, it changed my life um, and, and the outlook. You know, you, you you see things and think, OK, well, I never used to go on holiday and travel abroad because I wanted to stay here and run or train or, you know, be around football and watch it. Um, whereas then it's like, OK, I'm going to go on holiday summer. I'm going to go and mm-hmm. do these things I never, never done for sort of, you know, 28 years or so. Um, and, and it actually kind of, you know, that space when I when I was kind of cleared from it all, um, it was, I think, sort of early February in 2013. And that then I then went on to break my PB um, that year with sort of like seven weeks or so training um, marathon training wow. because I had that determination. I I was never kind of I was never chubby or fat at the time. Um, so I was really, really fit and slim, but I'd kind of lost a little bit more weight. But I think that determination I had and, uh, you know, whether I was still kind of high on some of the drugs that they give you and they'd lasted that long, but it gave me that that stead. And again, I took my brother-in-law's place. I was like, oh, I'm really gutted. I'm not doing a marathon this year. Probably wouldn't be ready. And he was like, look, if you really want to do it, even if you walk it, have my place that I haven't really trained properly. He was one of these kind of like that dips in and out and has a good idea at the time. Um, so I took his place and unfortunately that that was the downside taking his place and giving him a, uh, a marathon PB of three hours 17 that he's never actually run a 5k so <laughs> it shows well on him <laughs> absolutely that's a Christmas and a birthday present rolled into one yeah. and, and, and what a great message as well man I think it, it is you know whatever it is that we're going through being able to and, and sometimes I imagine that there's still going to be really dark times where it's difficult to find that positivity and, and of course there will be and of course it's it's not all um positive outlooks and, and 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 looking at the plus side but if you can find that if you can find that reason to to keep going and to change things up and to take something good from something so bad then yeah. then then you're winning aren't you um, yeah so let, let's move on to to so you've come back you've smashed the pb um uh straight out the back coming back seven weeks after finishing your treatment or whatever it was um how how does running progress then in the ensuing years i mean i'm conscious of the fact that we've been talking for 20 minutes already we're still in 2013 so maybe it'll have to be a a potted history um but but any big race memories of the ensuing years how how does and also can you tell me how how running then factors in life does it become all in all consuming all encompassing then 
Yeah, good question. So I guess to scale it down, but there was a, I, I guess after that, that marathon and going through the treatment, I did then basically hit a wall and I couldn't do anything. Okay. I had no energy until about September that year. So we're talking sort of four or five months of, you know, put my body through all of that in the last couple of years, finish it off with a marathon, which was probably silly at the time. But hey, it's mm-hmm. uh, it was a good memory. And then nothing for a few months. And then it was all, all kind of like planning for 2014. And I continued to do the Brighton Marathon every single year. Um, so I think there was only one year I missed in um, sort of 2012 um but continue to do that and they, that was you know has been still my favorite marathon done some london marathons i think i've done seven seven or eight of those um fortunately um you know the dreaded ballot that not everyone gets through i managed to get through sort of i think three of those very fortunate and and you know charity and workplaces the rest um but i did have a lull um in running where it just became you know i didn't enjoy it and i think if you don't enjoy something then there's no point in doing it because you'll end up resenting it so i, ma- I managed mm-hmm. to kind of take that that sort of step back for for a bit and I'd probably go out like maybe once a week once every sort of couple of weeks um and then I guess when we get to around sort of 2017 is when I kind of got into park run and that's when I started getting back into to running again properly um found a running club in London when I worked there through run talk run which was great um the 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 park runs were good and, and met a lot of people and did social and now you know going back to the the time where I never run without music now it's that kind of of time where I um you know never really take it out with me and, and just enjoy the social element of it all um and yeah continue to do the marathons and, and this year i'll be going to chicago which was a, a delayed covid place uh and um yeah a few other sort of 10ks and half marathon events and, and isn't it interesting as well that we, we always talk about how um amazing running is from a perspective that you can different people can get such different things out of it but even just looking at your journey one person how it can go from being um uh, a way in which to facilitate a different sport to to help with that so then it becomes something that's all about competitiveness with marathons doing beating yourself beating your own time then it becomes something that's an aid to a recovery to something um uh, as 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 awful that you've been through as cancer to then it becomes actually it's social and it's about meeting people and it's about uh, trying new things and and push myself over shorter distances it's 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 crazy to think about that over the course of what well, what is it maybe like 12 20 years that you've been running mm. on and off um that you can go through all those different phases and and find all those different positives and benefits of running yeah definitely and 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 like i say the last probably two years three years um you know i forget what year we're in now with all this covid stuff so um i think i said you know last year in 2019 the other day during work and realized we're in 2022 yeah. now so uh yeah i think the the social side of thing has been the the most important thing for me and you know i'm not after times now but this year although, although i say that this year i am i've never really kind of gone for a 5k or a 10k time so that's one of my mm-hmm. aims this year is i've got a goal in mind um and it's all about enjoying it because you never know when your last run's going to be i could go out and run today and it could be my last ever run um so it's all about enjoying it and making sure that you are in that right headspace or mindset to to go out there rather than think oh, i've got to go for a run so if you think it's a chore it probably is because you know you're not doing it justice and you're probably not going to enjoy it um that's how i see things anyway no, no, I love it. And, and and also it's probably a testament to the um, uh, the fact that you need to mix things up sometimes. If something's not working, try something different. You know what I mean? If you if if the if you're not getting enjoyment from running a marathon, get yourself out to park run. If you're not, you know what I mean? If, if you're not getting enough from running 10K races, then maybe have a step up to a half. If running hard's not what you want, but you like being out in the countryside, why not give an ultra a go? You know what I mean? There's so yeah. many different things that we can do and we've just got to be flexible and versatile enough to have a go at it. Yeah, definitely completely agree. And I think 
probably the last sort of year or so my love for running has become more because I have moved into a new house and I've built my own gym at home with a treadmill which is is convenient so there are times if the weather's bad or you know if you're not really feeling it I'm like well I've got no excuse to not go and do it if I want to I, I can go outside like last night uh, you know I wasn't really feeling it I thought I'm banging headache long day at work but actually I'll go and do it and it'll give me a good you know fresh head um, and I'll sleep well so yeah it, like I say it's you do you're always going to have dips no run and I think the the best piece of advice you know in my experience you can always give to someone I actually gave it to someone yesterday who's a neighbor who's just started running this year um, I said to him look you're going to have times no run is ever going to be the same and you're not mm-hmm. going to enjoy every single run but don't give up because you might have a you know you run your best ever run today but tomorrow you might run as if it's your first ever run you know it, it, it swings around abouts, but there are more pros and cons to it all absolutely next good runs always around the corner I'm a big advocate yeah. of that um so the social side of things then uh, getting into park run yeah park runs awesome isn't it i mean is, is that still something that you're, you're a big part of every single week yeah definitely i guess um the last few weeks have probably um not been for me so i did go through some more radiotherapy at the round yes. mid to late september um so i did sort of have um you know swollen glands in my throat and sort of throat issues and um again went for a scan and they found a lump which they thought was on you know starting to be early stages of of a tumor um went through sort of uh, i think five weeks radiotherapy the 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 results after that weren't fully i I guess shown that it was fully conclusive and done so i went through another sort of five weeks or so uh, which finished sort of early december so it's kind of been dipping in and out for the last three months or so but um yeah it's been good to do um and getting back and seeing faces as well and, and just enjoying it really although my local park run is is a massive hill so it's half a mile down the hill half a mile back up twice and that hill just mm. seems to get steeper and steeper and i'm sure they cover it in treacle every week as well <laughs> yeah yeah it's never when, when you're not in the mood for it, a hilly park run course can be can be absolute worse can't it definitely and i mean with with, with the radiotherapy as well because it's not something just just to breeze over it's it's no walk in the park i mean have you do you find that coming back from that you kind of you, you flip back into to normality quickly or does it take you a little while to, to ease back into the, the the stresses that you tend to put your body through um on yeah. a, a sort of business as usual as it were yeah it, it kind of does so again i go back to the the things that happen for a reason i i kind of was going through probably april to to august i was really hammering the fitness um in my uh, gym i've got like a peloton bike and a treadmill and i was basically doing like double sessions a lot of the time most days uh you know and really kind of working out and i managed to lose i think it was like three and a half stone last year um or in that space of time from about june the first right the way through to um sort of end of september i think it was um and i had a real kind of groove and i had a real good routine that i was doing um and, and fit around work and, and everything as well um but then i think going through that and then coming back it changes again perspective but also changes like your body so it wasn't until probably the uh, if you look at the two blocks of, of radio it wasn't until i guess the eighth or ninth uh, week of that where you really start feeling i guess the effects um so things like headaches fatigue um just generally feeling i guess bogged down and, and tired um and it does take time so that again there's been times where i've been like okay i can't do anything i've got no energy and that goes on for one day maybe three days and then i'll go out and and you know the the running then you, you're starting from scratch in a way um but also noticing where i'd kind of have time off is that the muscles in my leg kind of shrink a little bit where obviously the you know the muscle wastage um so you know the energy levels and the stamina isn't quite there and you know you do feel it a little bit more um but again it's all about being sensible and building up the right way 
Yeah, absolutely. And I guess with the fact that you've switched a lot of your, your narrative lately to it's about the social side of things, it's about meeting people, trying new things, getting out to new places, yeah. maybe doesn't become quite as much of a, a drain on the old headspace as it would have done before if you were really, really focused on the harder, tougher, longer distances and times. Yeah, definitely. I, I would be first to say that I put too much pressure on myself, whatever I do. Mm. Um, you know, even if it's going out to do a Tesco shop at the weekend, I'll put pressure on what I'm going to have for dinner <laughs> and trying to stay yeah. away from yeah. the snacks and stuff. But yeah, that's just me. You know, high expectations. And, and that's just how I've always been, I guess. Absolutely. Um, uh, so in terms of plans, as you've talked about your middle distance plans, what, what have you got booked? What, what's coming up in 2022 for you then? Yeah, good. so I've got my first event only in about two and a half weeks. I'm doing the the Farnborough Half Marathon on the, I think it's the 23rd of Jan. Um, so that's the first event of the year. Um, probably chuck in a couple of run through events here and there because they're quite handy, um, you know, living not far from the Olympic Park. Yeah. So, um, And then I've got my, my local half marathon, Dartford Half Marathon, mid-March. Um, and then also I signed up to Cambridge Half Marathon at the beginning of March. Um, paid the extortionate fee, paid the £20 for parking and then realised I've got plans on that day and can't move it. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's one of those. But, uh, yeah, that leads me into spring. And then um, there may be a spring marathon that I might be looking at, but unconfirmed as yet. And then it just takes me into the end of the year where um, Chicago is the the kind of goal for me, I guess, really this year and, and taking that time to build up. Oh, what a goal it is always. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got the ballot. Oh, 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 always getting major yeah. Oh, I can imagine. I was going to say, yeah, it's been cancelled a few times and, and then deferred. So, Definitely. yeah, and, and like any any time you get out to run a major, it's just something special, isn't it? Um, yeah, and I think there's a good group as well from like the, the, the old ground going out as well. There's a lot of people. It seems to be like, you know, Chicago Marathon have gone out and said, who from the UK is on Instagram? Let's just send them a bad play. <laughs> yeah absolutely no it does I, I think that's true of quite a few i think um new york chicago and then obviously the guy's good enough to get the bqs as well it yeah. feels like there's quite a few people going to america this year hopefully so um yeah. familiar faces at least and someone to have a pint with afterwards exactly. um uh anyway before we finish up then man anybody you wanted to kind of shout out say hello to anything we've not covered that you wanted to mention yeah i guess um yeah shout out to you guys obviously yeah thanks for having me on but um yeah really appreciate the, the the chat but yeah just to everyone who and there's too many people to name probably but everyone from the instagram community that has you know interacted with quite a lot or i've met over the last couple of years or you know, has even sent me messages that you know we've never followed each other or spoke but they've sent the messages um you know speaking about you know, what i've been going through this year and, and everything else so yeah just appreciate the the love from instagram it does get a, a bit of a bashing and a hammering at times but Mm -hmm. you know it, the general gist of it and the, the general people on there are you know really you know sound people and you can't fool people for that and like everyone people have made friends for life um and and you know you guys you've obviously started this podcast from that um and the other shout out as well is um i've never met joe before but i just wanted to kind of send my wishes to joe i know what she's gone through this year um know exactly obviously how she's probably feeling um but yeah i hope she's uh she's doing well and on the mend yeah, thanks so much, man. And uh, and yeah, I will make sure I pass that on. And I'm sure she'll be listening as well in a couple of weeks when we when we put this out. Um, huge, huge thank you, Adam, for your time. Uh, it's flown by. I can't believe we speaking for half an hour, man. It feels like I, I was thinking about asking you enough questions because it feels like we've rattled through the last 20 years. But really, really appreciate you going through it with me. Um, hopefully, I know you're the other end of the country, but hopefully we can maybe find some kind of commonality for a race where we can have a catch up or even a park run at some point. Um, but yeah, Definitely. man, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Hello, lads and ladies. SMJ here, and it's question time with me and another guy. 
So why don't you come on, have a sit on my knee, grab an animal, and let's stroke it together. You ask, I'll answer. One time only. For the whole series. Wink emoji face. So, Statman John, me, you, best friends, back for another week, isn't that right? Uh, don't know what you're talking about, lad. Last week, we really bonded, didn't we, in that quiet room, remember? We, had, we were laughing and joking. It was a drug, so I will not lie to you. They are out of my system now. We are not friends. Oh, but you still had a good time, yeah? I did have a good time. Good, and the smile was not flaccid. It was not. I was not flaccid in the slightest. Good. Well, at least I've had one week of joy, so I'm sure people will be pleased to hear that. So, shall I tell the ladies and gentlemen where we are today? Please explain. So, we are currently in a sweet factory. I thought we had a really sweet time last week, so I thought we'd have a sweet time this week. We'll make like little love heart shaped sweets to show our love for each other and just have a nice little time. And then on the way on the car journey home, we'll be scoffing our faces. Okay, that explains this lady putting on this net over my head of hair. I wondered mm. what was happening. Yes, because we can't, we're not allowed to drop any hair anywhere. I know, uh, you know, you spoke a couple of weeks ago about taking hair out and putting it back in a different hole to improve your running or something. Um, obviously, if you're doing that, your hair is going to be more prone to falling out. So she's just doing this to make sure we keep everything clean. Um, and I think we're going to be bringing some sweets back for people. But um, I'm enjoying it. I think you're having a good time. I haven't seen the the flaccid smile yet, so. It's extremely flaccid. Oh, young lady, please, can you put a hairnet on these toes? They are extremely hairy. Thank you. I like to take safety serious. Mm. We don't need one on our, on our backs, though, because I saw your naked back last week, Statman John, and it was clean shaven. That was hairless, but my buttocks is not, so she will mm. need to cover that. What about your armpits? They are hairless, you can oh. see. I've got my left armpit hairless, my right armpit with hair. It's just the way I grow. It's not, there's no hair there, lad. I can see it with my own eyes. I've got one chest hair, though. Right, so, the question. Uh, I don't want to talk about your hair anymore, young lad. <laughs> Sorry, Statman John. Did, did you want to go first with the questions? Mm, yeah, let's mix it up, shall we? Go on, then. I'll let you kick off. So, uh, if we could have that hold music for a second, because uh, I haven't got the question. Right, I've got it. Right, okay, lad. So, this is from at Dimble Runs. Oh. Nice young man, I like him. Uh, he has asked us how to stop chafing. Okay. Did you want to answer first, that man, or, or shall I go ahead? Well, I've got the answer. So, uh, Dave, David, D Dog, if you're listening. This is the answer. What you need to do, lad, is pull up the carpet in your lounge, roll yourself in it like the middle of a jam roly-poly. You're going to lay there for 34 seconds every day, dressed as a postman pet. You need to do that every day. You will not chafe again in my life, in your life, my lad. Ooh, okay. Well, he also wouldn't um, chafe again in your life, Satman, because everyone's living the same life, aren't they? We're all in this together. That was deep. I liked it. Like they said, High School Musical. Mm. Um, well, I've, again, I've never tried that. I mean, I think your your answers get more and more obscure, but I think it's definitely worth trying out. But if you didn't have carpet in your lounge, say you've got wood flooring or vinyl flooring, what I would say, which helped me, was I got some undershorts for my shorts, which helped quite a bit. Um, D 
different kinds of shorts help. There's a short company called Aussie Grip, which I found didn't chafe or ride up at all. And the last one is there's a company called Ivory Dure. That's a that's a map cock up of the pronunciation of the name, but it's basically I V Y V E R D U R E, and they do like an anti chafe balm, and it smells like lemons, so it's really nice. And I rub that all on my inner thigh, and it it does the trick. I don't get any chafe at all. So try those things out: anti chafe balm, under shorts, and possibly a different pair of shorts that may not ride up. I think and the carpet. Be the best. And the carpet, obviously. Let us know what works, D-Dog. <laughs> Look forward and, to hearing from you. And if it doesn't work, you can always just cut off your legs. That's that's one option. Then, then you won't have an issue. Or just never run. Right. Uh, those little strawberries over there are looking tasty. So <laughs> you want to do the next one? No, yes, yes. Don't run away, Sam. We've got two more questions. No, I'm right. Um, <laughs> I'll no, be back. <laughs> no, no, you say it, buddy. Um. This one is from one of your good friends, that man, Little Runner Boy Rob. Do you remember him? Yes, my man. Haven't heard from him for a while. How mm. are you? Oh, is he here on air? No, he's not here on air, that man. I think he got a bit annoyed with uh, my nuisance and he's left me with you on this business venture. He didn't want to sit in on it. Oh, it's oh, bonding okay. time for us. Um, and he has said, given that Matt, do you remember Matt, the very small mm-hmm. man? Mm-hmm. Given that Matt is 35% smaller than the average male, how does his cadence different differ to other people's? Now, I've actually done a bit of analysis on this stat, man. At Alton Tower, at the Alton Towers Half Marathon, judging by Matt's Strava, his cadence, average cadence, was 183. Um, and Ben Stittle, you know Ben Stittle, don't you? Sheffield oh, Strider. Yeah, I like that man. He's a good uh, jigsaw, good mm. puzzler. At the Alton Towers, he ran five minutes quicker than Matt. And his cadence was 168. So there's a fair difference there. Let me quick do my let me quickly do my maths. That's a 15 steps per minute difference between Ben and Matt, which shows that Matt is putting his foot down more times than um, our good friend Ben Stittle, which means that he runs like Velma from Scooby Doo, you know, where she has the really quick legs. Mm-hmm. So. Over a marathon, Matt will be running many, many more steps, which may put more strain on his knees and through his body. But this can be a good thing for trail running. Little steps are sometimes better to get you up the steep inclines. So in answer to your question, Rob, it looks like Matt is stepping, say, 10 to 15 steps more than the average person. I hope that helps. Uh, Would you like my answer? Yeah, go on then, Sam. What this question and this answer and a lot of other things have taught me is we have too much time on our hands, my lads. Mm. Um, So what I would like you all to do, I'm going to flip or reverse it, is find a Mexican flea and become its friend. Okay, so just, just nothing to do with the steps, just find a flea and become its friend? Yes. Okay. If if you if you will then um then yeah we can just do that Sam and we won't talk about um the way Matt walks and runs but yeah fine weird weird answers anyway Sam and John if you go over the last question yours are quite weird uh right so let me oh I like this lady let me tell you this is at now then Mardi Boob Joe yes a very good friend. Uh, she has asked me directly, how important are easy miles? 
Mm, okay. Did you want to go first, Samman, or, or, or shall I go? Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go first. So, uh, Joe, Josephine. Easy miles are important. They're important in day-to-day life. But what's easy is a different story for who's asking it. So, to make sure you are getting the easiest out of these miles, I need you to dip your whole body in candle wax, lay in hundreds and thousands, and let the sun melt it away. And that's it. Any type of candle, any scented candle? No, no scent. Good question. No scent. Absolutely no scent whatsoever. Even the wick is scentless. Okay, good. See, I'm I'm understanding you now, Statman. That's our friendship. That's where it's growing. I, I can we can telepathically talk to each other. And I knew that you wanted to answer that, but didn't know where to fit in. So yeah, I, asked I said too much. I Sorry. Said too much. Sorry, too many words, Statman. Well, I'll go with mine, Joe. And I would say they're very easy because I think I mentioned it previously. If you're doing your easy miles too quick, or you're not doing your easy miles at all then you're just going to be more tired when it comes to your speed session in two days time. You're not going to be able to put in 100% effort. Uh, They also help relieve any lactic acid. They basically just give your legs a good old shake out, get rid of any nasties and make sure they're ready to go again the next day. So always do them. And I saw when you asked the question to my good friend, Sam, and you put easy slash junk miles. There is no such thing as junk miles. All miles are good miles, unless obviously you're going out and doing 40 easy miles then okay that's probably junk miles but all miles are good miles whether you're going out and doing speed sessions easy runs recovery runs tempo runs whatever they're all good miles um and on that stand man did you have anything to say about joe writing junk miles uh i have to be honest my lad i'm currently licking out a reese's piece and uh, oh. i find myself a little bit claggy over here no um, i can i can imagine the, the peanut but, yeah, butter it gets stuck doesn't it all I heard, right in the roof of the mouth, um, something about your junk and my love, it's lovely. Mm. Yes. Well, I don't know why I would say yes, but I'm agreeing with Statman John because because he's the master. Um, I think that's all questions, Statman John. You're taking us somewhere next week, aren't you? I am, my lad. And uh, it's secret for now. I ain't going to tell you just yet. Oh, okay. Let's keep the listeners listening. <laughs> yeah. So, we well, for the rest of this sweet, this Sweetie Factory tour, I think we're going to try out a different different couples of sweets we're going to make our own sweets but before we go Sam and John I've got a quick question for you what is your favorite type of sweet well, that was a good question and uh I've forgotten I'm allergic to nuts this uh my tongue is grown so we haven't got long um I do like a fluff oh okay that's a good good shout Sam and well considering you're allergic to nuts I think we should say goodbye but um I'll carry on following you, so it's not really a goodbye because we're going to be walking that's down the street. I've got to go. Oh, Statman. Oh, Statman. Oh, it's oh, right, don't worry. Oh, I'll start mouth to mouth now. And with those weird little weirdos in the bank, <laughs> give me the roll call, Matthew. <laughs> All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? 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 Um, uh, not not quite as many people on the old roll call this week after the no. massive Mama. roll call last week for Rasselbock. I think a lot of people are on a come down from the old Rasselbock. Uh, but we've certainly got a few, haven't we, Matt? We certainly have. Do you want me to start or do you want to get going? Yeah, you, you get us going, my little friend. 
I'll start off with Julie, Julie, Julie. Oh, uh, she's shouting out Joe Hammond and Paul Locke for being active every day in January. Both absolutely smashing it. Yeah, well done on doing your red Jan- January, guys. Awesome stuff. Yeah, big shout out to anyone doing red Jan. A big achievement. Uh, absolutely awesome. Um, a shout out from Kathy, our good friend Kathy. Uh, shouting out Hannah, uh, Smithy Smiles. Mm. Is it Smithy's Smiles or Smithy's Miles? I think that's the play Ooh. on words. Ba- baby Shark Hannah, basically. Uh, so just for being absolutely incredible with a lovely blue love heart, I think you're incredible as well, Hannah. So um, thank you for being you. Awesome, Hannah. Well done. Uh, just a quick, quick one. Kyla, Kyla inboxed me saying, roll calls are shout outs, right? I'm like, if you listen to the show, Kyla, yes. Do you listen? Yeah. I, I think she listens specifically just to this one bit to find out if she's been shouted out. <laughs> Kyla, we're on to you, Kyla. She just says she listens anyway. So anyway, uh, she's shouting <laughs> out to Neil Marshall for his uh, part on PB last Saturday. Well done, Neil Marshall. Yeah, awesome. nice one. N- nice one, Lieutenant Marshall. Uh, ben from the Cool Runnings podcast told me he ate Caribbean food on Friday. Well done, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there any context behind that? Or is just, no, just, no, just, <laughs> just Ben from the Cool Runnings podcast. Well done, Ben. Ate, ate Caribbean food. <laughs> Um, and, and excited for series two of the Cool Runnings podcast coming soon. Him and Rob De Niro, absolute legends. Nice one. Nice one. Yes. Um, Run Brothers Run. He's shouting out himself, which is every right to, because he's got his 1937 part run PB, his sub 20 uh, part run. Awesome run. He says he's so happy. Even still, I think we posted this on Wednesday, Tuesday, and he's mm-hmm. still buzzing from it. So yeah, Andy Bradley, awesome run that mate. Well done. And so it should be, Andy Bradley. A long journey back from the brain hemorrhage. If you don't know about Andy Bradley, get back to series one episode two and give it a listen. It's one of my absolute all-time favourite episodes and one of my all-time favourite human beings. Huge supporter of the show, just like all these people are. But he has been chasing that sub-20 for a long time. He did it at my hometown course. Witness! And he's absolutely amazing. I think he's done incredible to get sub-20. So huge well yeah. done to you, uh, Andy Bradley. Uh, you've absolutely smashed it. Um, I, I, I'll do th- I know this one's on your list, Matt, but I'll jump in and do it because it'd be a bit mm-hmm. weird if you shouted out your own one, wouldn't it? So uh, a certain uh, Matty, Matty Owls, Matty, Matty Owls, it's, it's an ugly little bloke in a black top. I can't, I don't, I don't know who he is. But anyway, he wants to shout out Donna uh, for getting her PB at York Park Run, getting ever closer to a goal of sub 30. She absolutely smashed it. She looked so strong um, at York Park Run. I was watching and cheering. She's doing amazing. Shaving bird time off the, uh, off the old Park Run PB and excited until she gets a two at the start of that Park Run number. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, oh, definitely. it's you, Matty Owls. It's, it's yeah, you yeah, in Matt, it. Yeah, that's that good-looking bloke. Yeah, that good-looking bloke in black. That's me. Yeah, that's that's not yeah. what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, she said she she enjoyed it. She she walked a couple of times. Um, and she's still got a PB, which is awesome. Um, she's edging ever close to that sub thirty. And she's also uh, done three park runs in three different locations. So hopefully, hopefully she's going to keep that going and uh, and not do the same one twice. That'll be good. She's got the bug, hasn't she? In that picture, yeah. is that is that that race where you ran off on me? Uh, Runner Dean's got in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, Runner Dean, uh, a huge PB at Harwick Park Run on Saturday, twenty fifty-eight. What one minute and fifty? One minute and sixteen seconds quicker. That is an awesome achievement. Oh, massive. That. These Park Run PBs, this they're all what the fart like uh, Park Run Cup participants mm. have seen absolutely amazing seeing people achieve and just to finish it off uh, our own Sheffield strider Mr Ben Stittle himself wants to shout out the lovely Emma for working hard and almost breaking her non-sandbagging parkrun uh, PB at York and um, if it wasn't for you uh, killing her dreams non-sandbagging that's a bit harsh 
<laughs> I think he just means that you look like a bag of sand. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. And that's it for this week's roll call, Matt. Sing us out with another song. All right, partners. You've been roll call, baby. You know. Yeah. What? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, mate. I, you, you got rid of it a little bit hard in that segment. I do apologise. Anyway, right, moving on. Before we get out of here, Matt, have we got any thank yous for this week? Oh, we need to thank everybody again. Uh, thank you to Adam, Adam Watts, for coming on, sharing his story from chemo to Ironman, cancer to Ironman, awesome journey he's, he's done. Um, Graham Linley for the awesome theme music. Uh, Statman John, all the guys doing the, the newsletter. Um who else we've got to thank? Ben and Emma. Uh, Graham Lindley for the amazing theme music. Was you not listening? Oh, have you already said that? Yeah. I It's probably because I didn't, didn't do the awesome theme music. Yeah, that's why. That's what I'm listening out for. Mm. Anyway. No. <laughs> Is that it? Have you thanked everybody? It, yeah, I think that's about it, yes. Uh, I, I would like to thank you. Mm. Just for being you. Oh, okay. I love you. No joke. I don't. I don't get thanked for being me so, that much. No. Be well, that's that's because fundamentally you're very mediocre. But I mm. love you. So, uh, do you want to know who's on the show next week? Oh yes, please. Uh, so we have got a local lass. Mm. Uh, we have got a fellow uh, Steel City Strider. Ooh. Uh, we have got a Brooks team happy member. Right. Uh, and we have got an all-round good egg and lovely lady who you've met and run with in person, Matthew Taylor, at Paul's uh-huh. Book a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Bethan Varney is joining us, telling us all about her journey uh, through running, how it's been a big part of her life, the influence of her dad on her, um, who was an athlete himself. We talk all about her marathons. We talk about being part of the online running community, how she got in lockdown. It's just a great chat with a brilliant human being. And I think you're all going to love it. That went a bit weird at the end, yeah. Love it. I know I went, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. We, we like I said, ran with her at Poolsbrook a few weeks ago. Can't wait to hear her story. Yeah, yeah. already recorded it. She's a, she's a good egg. So looking forward to that one. Um, And that's it. Where can people find us if you want to give us a follow, Matthew Taylor? Everywhere. Uh, website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube, just type in what the fart like you'll probably find us. Um, we're the only ones like Rob always says. Um, nobody wants to imitate us two little little idiots anyway. So no. Uh, yeah, just just search what the fart like. We'll pop up wherever you search for it. Yeah, absolutely but... good work. Uh, Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't search. Don't search there. It was it was it was it was it was it was a long drunken weekend. Um, <laughs> So with that being said, yeah, whatthefartlet.com, uh, you mentioned that, uh, whatthefartletpodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. Do, um, uh, if you get on the website, you'll see the link to the newsletter, sign up to that, it's awesome, mm-hmm. gives you all details of where we are. And if you're only part of our Fartlet family, do get in touch with us, uh, we arrange uh, community meetups, race events, uh, get-togethers, just general opportunities, and, and whether it be online or virtually, chances to get together, chat, feeling a bit lonely, a bit blue, if you want to make some new pals... And mm-hmm. you can't do any better than me and Matt, then we'll be your friend. Um, I mean, you set the bar pretty low with me and Matt, but we will we will gladly uh, <laughs> grab the opportunity to be friends with you. Um, and on that note, Matthew, uh, where can people find you? 
at if I may at Matty Owls on uh, on Instagram. Uh, oh, you're that guy from the roll Ma- call. Yeah, Ma- Matthew Matthew Taylor six, I think on on Twitter, which I don't use that often, but no, if nobody. If you want to, they can follow you on Twitter. And I'm at Little Runner by Rob, and I think Rob Hitchman on Twitter, but no, again, don't really. It's just reposted the podcast stuff, just follow the podcast. It's the same basic <laughs> account. Um, just one's got a picture of my ugly mug on the front of it. Um, right, that's it, Matt. We're going to get out of here, apart from to say, as always, guys, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Um, be excellent to each other. Be kind or get in the sea. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Where's, where's Julius to do me caca? Caca! Julie did it bad. Yeah, she did.